Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain, I was joined by Ashley Yentz for our very first episode of 2023. Our Woman in Supply Chain series was the perfect way to kick off the new year, and Ashley made it an extra special show. She's a really inspirational supply chain leader who is passionate about driving sustainability and creating solutions that improves lives. And she shared so much with us. You know, we talked about her career so far, her passion for creating a more inclusive workforce, developing customer-focused solutions, and why her ultimate goal is to influence a priority shift towards climate change and social consciousness in the logistics and supply chain industry. Plus, she shared her experiences as a woman in supply chain, as well as her words of advice for all of the women and leaders following in her footsteps. I hope you enjoyed it. We packed a lot in. But remember, if you did miss it, you can catch up over on letstalksupplychain.com, on our YouTube channel, or anywhere else that you subscribe to the show. It was episode 315. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations, and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. And now a word from our sponsor. It's time to take control over your supply chain with Cavallo. Cavallo is a distribution management solutions provider founded by an experienced distributor who spent two decades perfecting and optimizing Cavallo's high-powered user-friendly software. Cavallo offers the ability to have complete control of your process with automated workflows that offer business rules and alert logic that will streamline your distribution operations. Leverage Cavallo's state-of-the-art business intelligent platform that provides real-time intelligence of your customers' orders, alerting you if they are out of compliance or even better, bringing awareness to areas in your business that are driving exceptional value. With a data-driven approach to supply chain management, Cavallo enables a network of cloud, on-prem, and integrated solutions that offer a path to excellence no matter where you are in your technical journey. For more information on how to accelerate growth with Cavallo's business intelligent platform and its game-changing distribution management software, visit Cavallo, C-A-V-A-L-L-O.com today. Hello, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Today, I'm joined by the world's only networked ingredients marketplace. I know you're intrigued, but do you have any idea who it is? They ha- they may have been on Thoughts and Coffee a few months ago, but I'll reveal all after the poll of the week. So the question that we asked you, do you own an ugly holiday sweater? 53% of you said no after 714 votes. 47% of you said heck. Yeah. Heather says, I always think about it, but then I just cannot do it. Tom Napier, I have a few alone with me just in the photo that he posted. Um, And he also has two that his daughter made him. Leah said, I do not. Sadly, well, you need to get one. CJ said, all mine are pretty. Okay. So she loves hers. Tim says, happy holidays and posted a photo of 
his holiday sweater. He looks so snazzy. Thank you so much for sharing that. Jamie says, wearing it now. Tim, I don't, and I'm not proud of it. Some ugly ones I've seen are just not ugly enough for me. Oh, I love that. Susan, too hot for sweaters in the Southeast. Oh, don't brag. I mean, here it's a little bit colder. And uh, Daniel says, ugly Hanukkah sweater. I love that. Ty, I wish I did, but I do not. Thank you so much to everybody who weighed in on our poll of the week. You know that we ask you a question every single Wednesday morning and we get the community together engaged in conversation. So now back to today's podcast. And which leading global software developer is joining me today? Well, it's Trace Gains. Founded in 2008, Trace Gains connects people and information so teams can work smarter. As a global technology company, they provide networked innovation, quality, and compliance solutions to consumer brands that want to reduce supply chain risk, innovate faster, speed up business processes, and take control of data. Today, Gary Nowaki, founder and CEO at Trace Gains, joins me to chat all about the company, what they do, achieving visibility and productivity through collaboration, overcoming today's supply chain challenges, and bringing people and ingredient data together in new ways to achieve business agility. Before we dive in, let's find out a little bit more about Gary. In 2008, Gary co-founded Trace Gains and has been CEO since then. Gary has 30 years experience designing software and networks for food, supplement, and CPG leaders. So welcome to the show, Gary. Thank you, Sarah. Great to be with you today. I am so excited to have you here. I mean, I don't get to talk about the food, beverage, and supplements industry too much on the show, but as a supply chain nerd, it's one of the areas that excites me the most because there are so many moving parts, so many different suppliers, locations, and connections. It really has to be one of the most complex supply chains, and so to me, it's very fascinating, and I can't wait to find out more. I also want to let everybody know that you were on an episode of Thoughts and Coffee that everybody can go and check out on the Let's Talk Supply Chain YouTube page. And it's one of our most watched because some of the information that you gave during that show was mind-blowing. And so if anybody has not seen it, go and check that out. But let's dive right in. Let's start with you because I love digging into the hows and whys of companies being born. What's your background and what were you doing and seeing in the market that led you to think, I can do this better and founded Trace Gains? Yeah, well, I'm a software guy. And when we founded Trace Gains, I think we used the same trick that I would recommend for anybody founding a tech or a software company, which is, you know, number one, find a real pain that companies are having. And then number two, uh, make sure that it's not being serviced well today. Mm. So we looked around and in the early days of Trace Gains, quite frankly, we spent the better part of two years just throwing spaghetti at the wall okay. to see what would work. We tried a lot of different things for the, we, we knew we wanted to do some things for the food industry and the food supply chain, but we had so many different options. And we finally hit on this thing where we realized that it is the world's largest, most fragmented supply chain with mm. tens of thousands of buyers, tens of thousands of sellers, and all of them craving the ability to send information back and forth. So we started really focusing on that. And then over the last almost 15 years, we just built more and more 
products and features to help facilitate this exchange of information. And why the food supply chain? Why did you pick that specifically? Well, I had some background uh, with, with a prior company where we, we sold enterprise software into a lot of food companies. Okay. And, um, you know, I kind of had worked my way up the ranks, uh, be, become a senior VP. And there were some investors looking to launch a new enterprise and they wanted to recruit a CEO and leadership team. And uh, so they kind of sought me out for somebody with some background in food. Amazing. Amazing. And we're totally glad that you did because, I mean, think about it. With everything that's happened with the pandemic and all of the shortages and things like that, platforms like yours are just so, so very important right now. So let's dive a little bit deeper into some of the challenges and what they look like now because the industry is a very different place now in 2023 than it was in 2008 when you founded Trace Gains. You talk about conquering supply chain disruptions. What does that look like for your clients at the moment? What are the biggest challenges you're really helping to tackle? Yeah, I think the food industry, like almost all industries uh, over the over many years and many decades, really focused on cost. And, you know, let's find the cheapest suppliers. Uh, this is why uh, so much was offshored to countries like China, uh, mm -hmm. where regardless of the industry, they could, you know, make something a bit cheaper. Um, right. And it was cost, 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 cost. And when we founded Trace Gains in 2008, that was still the case. Um, mm -hmm. Now, uh, as you know, and as your listeners know, whether it comes to buying a new car or a used car or clothing yeah. or food, everything is skyrocketed through inflation. And these new drivers have come along. And what are these new drivers? Well, it, it sort of started three years ago with COVID, right? Mm -hmm. That was a major supply chain disruptor. Still is today. We're still reading about China daily yeah. on how their lack of maybe dealing with COVID in the best way is still causing some supply chain disruptions coming out of China. So COVID started, then, of course, the war in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And then we're seeing a slower, but maybe even a bigger issue evolve, which is climate change. Yeah. So just to use an example, some of the companies we deal with, they're actually doing things like shifting their supply chain sources for grains from the American planes to the Canadian planes. Huh. Because the American planes are just getting too hot and too dry to efficiently grow a lot of grains. So, wow. you know, Canada is going to be the beneficiary of that. Um, and uh, we're, we're going to see that in other areas where, you know, as, as certain areas, you know, the, the oceans are starting to warm up. Certain mm -hmm. species of fish are migrating north or away from the equator. So uh, just on and on. We could, we could talk about this the whole time, uh, these things. But those are some of the shifts that we've seen. And so how are companies responding to those shifts? Well, they're finally saying, you know what, we're going to have to set costs aside as the mm -hmm. be all and end all. We're going right. to have to look at where we can even get the materials or the ingredients, worry about that first and foremost, and then later worry about cost. And so we're seeing companies make that move I discussed with grains, or we're seeing companies, you know, reshore or onshore certain ingredients because uh, one of the additional things we saw was bottlenecks with big ocean uh, shipping logistics companies. Uh, so companies are really totally reevaluating their supply chains top to bottom. 
They really are. And for a variety of different reasons. And also you talk about the challenges with raw materials. And some of those challenges means that the product itself has to change as well. So right. yes, we're looking at different places to manufacture. Yes, we're looking at different places for raw materials. But the shortages have really made businesses, especially food and beverage, think about what's going in their product and how it can be made differently. One of the things that we mentioned on Thoughts and Coffee was olive oil, right? right. And you had said the components of olive oil can change and has, have been changed. Right. And there are a couple of issues. Uh, olive oil, first of all, is one of the most uh, intentionally adulterated for economic uh, gain uh, commodity ingredients out there. So you got that issue. But uh, this this year we have another issue, which is because of unusual heat and drought in Europe, in areas like Spain and Italy, uh, the olive production was well below normal. So um, companies in this industry, we would say, are having to reformulate Right. Uh, having to look for other ingredients, maybe that are more economical than olive oil or another big driver. Another oil was uh, sunflower oil. Mm -hmm. Ukraine is the number one producer of that. So when the war started in Ukraine, that dramatically uh, disrupted the supply chain for sunflower oil, which goes into a ton of things, breakfast cereals, snack bars, all sorts of things. And so a lot of food companies really had to scramble to reformulate for that. And these are just a couple of examples. Absolutely. And I heard something about canola oil as well affecting cinemas globally um, when it comes to the color of popcorn. But oh. anyways, oh. what I want to do is for you to give us an overview of Trace Gains. You know, who are you? What do you do exactly? And how do you help your customers? Yeah, well, we came up, Sarah, we came up with this uh, this idea as we were sort of spitballing years ago. And we said, OK, this is an incredibly fragmented supply chain. You've got tens of thousands of buyers, tens of thousands of sellers. Yeah. And the methodology, whether it used to be paper and snail mail or then it moved into fax machines or then it moved uh -huh. into email and then it moved into some more advanced software. Regardless, it was using what we would call a hub and spoke methodology, which is mm. I'm a buyer, I'm the hub, I'm the center of the universe, and I'm going to have all these spokes go out to my suppliers. And um, it's a really bad way to do things. Think about if you were trying to apply that to social media, uh, right. to stay in touch with all your friends or gain new followers. That would be insane. You wouldn't use a hub and spoke methodology. So we hit on a, a new playbook. We stole a page from the playbook of social media companies like Facebook and LinkedIn and so on. And we said, forget the hub and spoke. Let's just get all these companies to connect once on this platform. And then the information will just flow in the same way that, you know, you go on a great uh, holiday and you come back and you want to share your vacation photos in Italy you just upload those to Instagram or whatever. And wow. so that is the core of Trace Gains platform that we connect these companies once. And then, so for example, if you're a supplier and everybody's asking you for the same darn information again and again and again, you say, I already uploaded it. I put it out there on the platform. Right. Just go grab it. Uh, just connect with me and it'll be there at your disposal. 
Amazing. So one of the things that you say is that you're inviting your customers to experience sourcing nirvana, which I absolutely, absolutely love because who doesn't want to find nirvana? Um, so let's do a little bit of a deeper dive into that core solution and really get a feel for how you can help. Let's start with Trace Gains Gather. Talk us through that. How does it work and what makes it so special? Yeah, if you think about uh, sourcing, we go back to this hub and spoke model, you know, traditionally, I would have a Rolodex of all of my suppliers, and I could mm -hmm. call them up uh, in a painful, slow manner and say, hey, I'm making a new product, or I've got to replace sunflower oil, do you carry that? No, we don't carry that. Okay, mm -hmm. back to the Rolodex, and so on and so forth. And then, you know, now I'm up to email, right? So it's still a very inefficient way to do that. So what we're doing now is we're taking the 55,000 supplier locations who have joined Gather, and we're just putting it out there. And people as a buyer can join Gather for free. free. So, yeah. you know, the first part of Nirvana, I guess, is free, right? Uh, yeah. You can you just go set up a free account. Anybody listening can go do it. Just, you know, Google Trace Gains Gather and say, yeah, I want a free account and I want to start uh, sourcing different ingredients. So free is the first part of it. And then the ability to have this vast network of 55,000 plus supplier locations and uh, approaching 450,000 unique ingredients and items that people can source out on Gather versus, you know, that old fashioned hub and spoke model, the Rolodex, the go to a trade show. Lots of people still go to those industry trade shows. They walk the miles of aisles looking yeah. for, you know, new suppliers. Uh, Google, I mean, you can Google anything, right? But you're going to get 10,000 pages in return. So mm -hmm. that's not exactly, exactly Nirvana either. So that's what Gather's all about. And what an amazing source of, of information. I mean, if we think about the pandemic and we think about how businesses, small, medium, and large, had to pivot in a variety of different ways. Some pivoted from making beauty products to um, making, um, you know, the products that we needed during the pandemic, like a hand sanitizer or things like that. And while we still are dealing with shortages, disruptions, and we're having to look at not only our supply chains in a different way, having to look at our finished products and what we're going to put on market. Um, what SKUs are we going to have? What SKUs are we not going to have moving forward, right? And how do we make those SKUs even better? Mm -hmm. A source like this um, really is a good way to find out what opportunities are out there. Yeah, exactly. And uh We've had uh, we've had uh, testimonials from some of our customers who who've said, uh, you know, gather, save my butt. Um, what? You know, I, I would not have wow. been able to find this critical supplier at this critical moment when I was reformulating because an ingredient became no longer available. Yeah. Yeah. And if you think about the downtime of production lines. Right. These sourcing professionals are really put under a microscope and really put against time. If right. something like that happens, we need to get a replacement because otherwise the production is down and we're losing. It could be up to millions of dollars a day. And so the fact that they have that information at their fingertips and they're able to keep things moving as best as possible and not weeks upon weeks upon weeks to figure it out. Um, really is saving a lot of businesses 
a lot of time and money. Yeah, you're so right, Sarah. And, you you know, everybody has looked at a label on a snack bar or a jar of salad dressing. And you know that these things have 10 or 20 ingredients. And Mm -hmm. uh, if it has 20 ingredients and you've got 19 in your warehouse, you're still down to your point. Uh, You need every last one of those ingredients. Absolutely. So you also offer configurable solutions for product development, which is really exciting because I think brands have this easy access to ingredients now, which they're then supported in utilizing to create new formulas and finished goods, which we were talking about. So talk us through what product development looks like with Trace Gains. Yeah. So, you know, first of all, if I'm a product developer making a new product, you know, a new high protein snack bar that I've never made before, Uh, or I'm reformulating for those needs we talked about. You know, the first thing is sourcing, it's finding the right supplier. So we've covered that. But then the next thing is once I find that supplier, I've got to go through a fairly lengthy process to properly vet them because my brand is at stake. And if I pick the wrong supplier, maybe people get sick eating my Uh product and I've got a lawsuit and a big recall and all sorts of other terrible things. So to vet them, I need a lot of data. So that's where the data exchange starts to come in play. Hmm. And with Gather, I can say, well, okay, this is fantastic. I don't need to pester them for all this, these documents. I don't need to find out uh, their allergen statement, whether or not they have peanuts in their factory or in their ingredient. That's already out on Gather. So I save a lot of time with those documents hmm. vetting the supplier. And then we've taken it one additional very advanced step, which is we also take these documents and actually bring them into the formula real time. So, for example, one of the documents out there is a nutrition statement. Now, a nutrition statement has dozens and dozens of field. How much, you know, saturated fats, how much sodium, how many calories, how much vitamin D, all of this stuff. And to have to manually re-enter that off of a piece of paper or a digital document is very time consuming. It's also error prone. So we just bring that in. Uh, If you're a formulator, if you're a new product developer, you can just press a button and say, just bring all that information in from Gather and pop it into my recipe. And then real time, it'll start to roll things up for for the formulator. And the formulator might take the first stab and say, okay, I've created a great snack bar. It's delicious. It's high protein, but it's got 400 calories. And I, that's too many calories. I got to get it down under 300. Right. And so these people go through as many as 100 iterations wow. where they're playing around with the different components and the different ratios of each ingredient to balance flavor versus cost versus manufacturing ability versus nutrition profile, all of these things. So it is a long, complex process. And this is why it can take anywhere between nine to 18 months for a company to launch a new product, which seems crazy. You know, why could it take you that long to just make a new high protein snack bar? But it does. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what you're talking about is when we think about supply chain, the supply chain starts at the sourcing, right? And then it goes into the buying and then it goes through the transportation. And what you're talking about is what I say all the time, which is collaboration is the future of business. And so your platform brings everybody together in an environment where they can make decisions very, very, very quickly. And like you said, with a nine to 18 month lead time for a new product, Just think about that raw ingredient that you don't have, you know, that 20th raw ingredient that you need to find an alternative for. 
Um, and the fact that you don't want to wait that long, but you can collaborate with each part of the supply chain within a platform to make sure that you can keep those production um, those production runs going and, you know, people employed and, you know, products stocked on the shelves. I mean, that's another thing that we've seen during the pandemic is that we've we've seen empty shelves and a lot of people are worried about that, right? And we want to be able to keep the products on shelf as well. And then obviously you mentioned compliance, right? Which is key to everything in food and supplement industry. What do your compliance solutions do? What is the benefit of having these complementary offerings for your customers all under one roof? Well, we've talked about, you know, the purchasing folks who need to source. We've talked about the R&D people who need to you know, make a fantastic, uh, great tasting new product. Yeah. What we haven't talked about, though, is that because the food industry is highly regulated, every food company has a quality and a regulatory department. Mm -hmm. And so while all those balls are being juggled by purchasing and R&D, quality and regulatory also has to juggle balls. And mm -hmm. so what we've done is we've taken all of this information coming across the supply chain, and we've also put it into the hands of quality and regulatory. So quality, for example, can say, hey, not so fast purchasing an R&D. I know you're, you're excited about this new supplier, but they don't have a third party audit. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're, they're in a developing country, and we're just nervous as heck that they could send us a product that has, you know, uh, you know, micro contaminants mm -hmm. or some sort of other problem. So we have to properly vet them. So we accelerate and enable that process. We also have added now, just this month, in fact, we've added a new regulatory guidebook for, I think it's something like 183 countries. Each country has its own set of regulations. So back to that high protein snack bar, I could build that for my U.S. market, and I could decide to put a specific food-approved colored dye to make mm -hmm. it look really good, and then I could find out that dye is illegal in the EU. Mm -hmm. And I'm a global company, and I, you know, <laughs> I say, "Wow, I just wasted all that time because you know I don't want to have two different products, one for the U.S. and one for the EU." So yeah. we put a lot of power and uh, features into the hands of quality and regulatory. Amazing. And I think one thing that really came to my mind when you were talking about that is trust. <laughs> you are building that trust, not only with the between the uh, players on your platform, but also between them and yourselves as well, because you really you're really thinking about everything. And one of the other things that you say is that ingredient agility is brand agility, that mastering ingredient data is key to evolving your supply chain. Now, we've kind of talked about, you know, the first mile of supply chain. Talk to us about what you mean by that. How is the data so key to that evolution? Yeah, if uh, back to any of those examples we've been talking about, holy cow, I can't get sunflower oil anymore. I've got to reformulate. Um the ability to do that is agility, right? Uh, mm -hmm. You know, am I going to be shut down for six months not making a specific product? Or can I rapidly find and vet a supplier, make sure that they get passed through by regulatory and my quality department? Uh, and so it's a lengthy process if you're trying to do that manually or through outdated technology. So that's what we try to do. We try to put this technology in the hands of everybody 
to make everybody more agile anytime there needs to be a change, whether it's an ingredient replacement or whether it's, okay, I can get it from offshore, but it's taking too long with uh, shipping, logistics, backlogs, so I've got to reshore. Um, all these different things, uh, the ability to find this information rapidly, find suppliers rapidly, it's all part of the equation for agility. And I love what you're talking about because essentially what we're talking about is bringing communities together, right? Bringing buyers and sellers together in one platform. I've already mentioned that collaboration is the future of the business. And I think you and I have similar philosophies about that. Um, but what it also does is brings about co-manufacturing. Can you talk to us about the importance of that and why that is going to help contribute to the future success of the industry? Co-manufacturing uh, has been around for decades, and every decade it gets bigger. Mm. Um, if you're a small company and there's so many startups, there's so much VC and private equity funding for startups, uh, people have a great idea for you know, a new food snack item or what have you. Um, and so you know, they, they come up with their idea, they figure it out, but they don't want to build a factory. Uh, and so that's where the co-manufacturers come into play. If I'm a larger company, I may still say, back to that example where I've never done a high protein energy bar before, um, and I just don't have the right equipment or the right factory to do that. And I don't know if this thing is going to be a big winner over the next three to five years. So even if I'm a billion dollar company, I may send that out to a co-man just to get it on market shelves and see how consumers respond to it. And if it is great three, four, five years later, then I may say, okay, now I'm going to take more profit by building my own factory for that. So commands are so huge in the process. And one of the cool things we're doing now is we have a, a, a newer capability we call workspaces. So buyers and sellers can collaborate back to, you know, we're a big <laughs> fan of collaboration too, Sarah. Buyers and sellers can collaborate, and it's not just the brand owners and the ingredient sellers, it's also the co-man. So all three of them can come together in this collaboration workspace, we call it, and they can ask questions, they can upload documents, they can upload snapshots of packaging. Uh, it's almost like Pinterest in, in terms of you know, hey, let me make a board and let's brainstorm here and let's come together and solve this together. Because in this problematic issue of supply chain disruptions, we need collaboration more than ever. Yes, we absolutely do. And this sounds like a really great way to do that. Plus, as you're talking about this, I'm also thinking about the reduction in waste that mm. this must um, contribute to, right? You talked about climate change. You talked about how companies are looking at sustainability um, a lot more. And so this would actually also help with the waste factor and, um, you know, being able to co-manufacture to make sure that something's a success before you go into building your facility or manufacturing it for yourself. And um, that's the other point that collaboration Collaboration on your particular platform is also going to help with, I think. I'll tell you one quick uh, story of poor collaboration between a okay. brand owner and a co-man. Uh, you know, the co-man was making a particular beverage. This was a really cool beverage uh, that had health benefits uh, and, you know, was uh, very good for gut health, for example. 
And uh, so great company. And they went to a co-man and the co-man manufactured hundreds of cases of this product. But they put the labels on upside down. No. Um, so think about the waste and the disruption to, you know, do I have to, you know, just, you know, uh, dispose of that entire lot of hundreds of cases or somehow mm -hmm. rework it or what have you. Uh, these things happen on a regular basis. Yeah, they do. And actually, there's a couple of companies um, out there that do help with that and within the supply chain space. Um, and so hopefully we're not wasting it over a label and hopefully we're able to change out that label. But it depends how it's been put on that product as well. So thank you for sharing that story. Thinking about integration and onboarding, when we talk about a new technology, right? Um, what does that process look like with trace gains? Um, as far as I understand it with gather, it's free. Um, you can just sign up and start using it. What about the rest of your products? Yeah, we, we've tried to knock down as many barriers as possible. So we, we don't charge the suppliers anything. It's free to the suppliers. We have this free option for buyers now where any buyer can go on and create a free account and start sourcing through Gather. So we've tried to eliminate uh, those barriers there. And, um, you know, the, the enterprise products that we have for our customers, which do all these quality and regulatory checks and new product development, so on and so forth, what we found is what's really cool is people don't have to integrate these to their existing systems as much as they traditionally would with other software applications. Huh. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's a lot of applications out there. ERP is a big one, enterprise resource planning, right? And that's the, that's the thing that keeps track of your inventory and your accounting and your customer service keeps tabs on your manufacturing floor. If you think about a system like ERP, it's doing everything within the four walls of your company. But what we've been talking about, Sarah, today is stuff that's going on outside the four walls of your company. Mm -hmm. It's the upstream ingredient suppliers and supply chain. And so there's actually a lot less integration that needs to be done with other systems because uh, it's, hey, I'm just interacting with my suppliers in the cloud and uh, we're collaborating. I'm asking them questions. You know, I don't need to tie this into my accounts receivable system. Right. Absolutely. So if I'm sitting in the audience and really liking, you know, what I'm hearing about your platform, who, what do I look like? Who is your ideal client that you want to be working with? What's great is from day one, we started, it'll be 15 years ago next month in January. From day one, we built this platform 100% in the cloud. So there's never been any software to bring on site or to buy your own hardware or servers or anything like that. And that was actually pretty unusual 15 years ago when we started. Now it's become pretty commonplace. But because of that, because it's 100% in the cloud, and because we don't sell the software, we simply offer a subscription. Because of that, it's a, it makes sense regardless of your company size. Awesome. So if you're a small startup brand and you don't even have your own manufacturing plant and you have all these challenges we've been talking about the last 25 minutes um, and you want to license this, you're going to get it a lot more economically than if, you know, if you're Nestle or Coca-Cola, right? Um, who maybe you're going to have hundreds of users using this. So uh, it's uh, the ability to provide it through a subscription 
and to scale it based on the size of your company makes it available to everybody. So uh, we've got, you know, hundreds and hundreds of small and medium-sized businesses. And um, here in North America, there's a published list every year of the top 100 largest food manufacturers. And I think we're up to 42 of those, 42 wow. of them run trace gains. So, you know, the biggest companies in the world are running it and, you know, small entrepreneurial startups are running it. So, um, but it is, it is uh, primarily the manufacturers who are doing this. You know, we're not really focused uh, on restaurant chains so much. Uh, we're not focused on uh, some other parts of the food supply chain. Um, we do have a lot of retailers running the system because they've got a lot of these challenges we've talked about as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I'm glad to hear that you are supporting the small to medium-sized businesses. A lot of times this kind of technology is really going to help boost them um, and that it's affordable for them to be able to use it. So I'm glad to hear that. Now we're coming to one of my favorite parts of the episode, and that's case study time. So I know you've given us a couple of really great examples already um, of what worked sometimes, what didn't. Um, but can you give us a, a case study? What was a problem that one of your customers came to you with? Uh, what was the solution that you provided? And what was the benefit and ROI for them? Yeah. Um, so the largest bakery in the world, the largest baked good company in the world is a company called Bimbo. Uh, they're headquartered in Mexico, but they do business in dozens and dozens of companies, mm. countries rather. And uh, they've been a partner of Trace Gains for many, many years now. Uh, when you're in the baked business, this is an interesting story because unlike other supply chains, when you get food ingredients in, they can be variable at times. Mm -hmm. You're not just buying widgets that are coming off the end of an assembly line. So if you're in the baked goods business like Bimbo, what's the number one ingredient you're buying? Flour, right? And flour, it turns out, has dramatic variability of things like protein levels and moisture content. It depends on the climate and the year and the growing conditions and all sorts of other variables. Now, if you're the baker though, what you've got to do is you've got to make adjustments based on that variability. If you get a lot of flour that comes in and it has higher moisture than what you had yesterday, you probably actually adjust the temperature on your ovens and wow. maybe the speed of the lines going through the ovens. So with Bimbo, what they've done at, I think, I think probably 100 factories around the world, is they have a big monitor on their plant floor, and that monitor is powered by trace gains, and it shows them exactly what lot they're dealing with. Here's the flour you're dealing with, everybody, this morning for this shift, and here's the protein level, here's the moisture <laughs> level, here's other considerations on this flour. And so the people running that plant can use this supply chain visibility to make on-the-fly adjustments. And uh, it's, it's been very productive for them. Wow. Yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, if you have that kind of data available to you on the screens for you to be able to start your shift on the right foot, right? Can you imagine what happens when you're like halfway into a shift and then you realize it and nothing's going well and then you oh, got to yeah. start all over again? I mean, the hope just goes out of everything. For all of us home bakers, we know how tricky it is, right? And we know yeah. what can go wrong with that loaf of bread or that pie. 
Absolutely. I mean, trace gains is important to the future of food, people. That is what we are talking about today. So finally then, what does the future hold for trace gains? Well, one of our biggest initiatives now, Sarah, is expanding around the globe. So starting um, a little over a year ago, we hired our first employee outside the United States. Mm -hmm. And we've been chipping away at that hiring more non-U.S. employees over the last year. We're up to about eight employees in the U.K. We have an employee now in the Netherlands, uh, Canada, and we're about to launch into Mexico. Uh, Because the food industry is global, um, these problems exist in every country around the globe. So international expansion has been a really exciting thing for us now. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, making some trips over to Europe. I'm going to be speaking at an event in Milan in May, uh, seeing some customers over there. So uh, growing international is the next logical step for us. Great. That sounds so exciting. And I can't wait to watch your expansion. So honestly, I had so many more questions I probably could have asked. So we'll have to set up a part two. But worldwide, you know, hundreds of thousands of CPG processing sites depend on hundreds of thousands of suppliers. So at each step in the farm to fork journey, stakeholders must exchange information a lot of information. That's why Trace Gains is on a mission to revolutionize CPG supply chain agility. The supply chain they serve is the largest and most fragmented on the planet. And as consumers too, we know and they know what's at stake. So Trace Gains provides the world's only holistic networked solution for global brands gaining speed and control over compliance and product development. Using the power of network, brands collaborate on over 400,000 ingredients from more than 55,000 supply chain locations, creating greater agility, resilience, and joined sustainability within the business ecosystem that masters the modern supply chain. If you want to find out more, you can check them out. Go to tracegains.com. And a massive thanks to Jerry, uh, Gary for joining me today and to the team at Trace Gains for making this episode happen. Thank you, Sarah. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for all the great questions. Thanks, Gary. Did you know that the average cost of losing an hourly supply chain worker has reached $19,607? And that recent research shows that 77% of hourly supply chain workers are considering a job change in the next three months. This could have a huge impact on your productivity, bottom line, and culture. Workstep is helping supply chain companies to better engage their distributed hourly workforce at scale. Understand the true reasons behind their workforce turnover and take actions to make positive changes and reduce attrition. Workstep has successfully helped many companies reduce their frontline worker turnover by up to 36%. Visit workstep.com to learn more. If you would like to hear more from us, we have plenty more content for you featuring the best and the brightest in the industry. Head over to letstalksupplychain.com to check out the latest. You can also go to our YouTube channel. Plus, if you have a supply chain challenge, we have most likely had the solution on our show. And we dive into 
you know, who they are, what they do, real life examples of how they help their customers, their ideal customers, so that you can go and find out if they might be the right solution for your challenge. Go and use the search bar on letstalksupplychain.com, put in the keyword and all of that content will come up for you. And don't forget to come back next week when I'll be joined by Fred from Era Technology, a company transforming the future of work and business agility through decision intelligence. I'm going to be quizzing him all about the company, about using AI to reimagine how organizations operate, the rise of citizen data scientists, and exactly what decision intelligence is. It's going to be really insightful, so make sure that you check it out. And if you enjoy the show, we have a few ways to support us. You can follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're also over on TikTok. We have some fun over there, so make sure to follow us. Subscribe to the Let's Talk Supply Chain YouTube page where you will find all of our live shows and recorded content from some of the best and brightest, I'm telling you. Subscribe to our newsletter so you can keep up with everything that we are putting out there. Um, and you can also find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com. And remember, if you'd like to be featured on an upcoming episode, head over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.